You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. Hi. Now, those of you who are looking, maybe not with credit card, but who are looking to get some gifts um, for some people this year, one of the things I walk past every day, and we've never actually made a proper announcement of this, but in our reception area, we actually do have some ministry resources or some books um, written by people who we know. We are not a Kurong outlet. We're not going to sell whatever, randoms. But we, um, we have some books written by people that we know, including a guy called Chad Mansbridge. That, that one's okay. That one's okay. That one's, <clears throat> that one's okay. And uh, a couple here by a guy called Ryan Rufus. Uh, here's a couple. After the revolution, and do Christians still have a sinful nature? I'm not going to give it away. You have to, uh, you have to read the book. But listen, because we, we generally don't... Um, well, what we've done is we've, we're doing this on an honour system because it's not something we really do every week or sell a, a massive amount of. So in our reception area, as members of this church, you can go in there. If you're visiting, maybe grab someone else. But um, we have envelopes. Some of these books up on a high shelf. We have envelopes there. You can basically write the book that you've taken put your money in there or put your credit card details. So if you want to get some great ministry resources and people uh, who we personally know in this church, then uh, avail yourself of that. And some of you saw on Facebook um, the last few days that the Wild and Free Girls from the conference this year still have some of their unrestrained and untamed, uh, what are these called? Bangles? Bracelets? <clears throat> Bracelets uh, back. So Jay is not here. So Ellie is handling them this morning. So if you want some of those, then by all means do that. Hello. Talk about Christmas. I was at the pageant last night. It's a pretty uh, obvious match, I think, with my T-shirt, right? You see? Just wait until we get into prophetic dancing. So, um, but talking about Christmas... Over the next couple of weeks, as Leanne said, not only the next two Sundays are we making the most of Christmas services, uh, receiving offerings for mercy ships, but it is the next two Sundays that we are having... Oh dear, oh dear. It is the next two Sundays that we're having special uh, Christmas-themed meetings. So next Sunday, uh, some of our super kids are doing uh, a bit of a performance here. That'll be a special focus for next Sunday. And then, of course, the Sundays fall on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve morning. So both of those days. Some in previous years, we've actually had a Sunday off in that period. We've decided not to do that this year. We'll be having Sunday services all the way through summer in the morning. And then, of course, our ever-popular Christmas on the lawns on Christmas morning. How many of you are regular attendees of Christmas on the lawns? Yeah, a few, and we get a whole bunch of visitors. I think last year, probably 70 to 80 people. A really relaxed way to start Christmas morning out in front of the anchorage on the Soldier Memorial uh, Green. Uh, It is unplugged. It is unrushed, it is unhurried, and it is a very relaxing and Christ-honouring way to start Christmas morning. So um, all of those details are basically in your calendar. But as Leanne has just said, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and I'm wearing this shirt believing it is beginning to look a lot like summer this week. Because in the last five Weeks we have been working through a preaching series in preparation for summer. Maybe it's today when we finish this series, summer will actually come. Maybe that's what's going to happen. But we've entitled it, as Leanne just said, Set for Success. We looked at some major areas in life where we believe God has set us up for a win. We looked week one at the area of our speech We looked week two at the area of our finance. We looked week three at the area of our thought life in regards to things like truth. We looked week four in the area of our emotional life. And so Rob discussed the big issue of hope. And last week, we looked at the area of ministry or the area of service. Today, ladies and gentlemen, to cap off our Set for Success summer series, Sally, who sells seashells by the seashore would you please stand to your feet so we can pray for him together and welcome ryan rufus all right you you can do better than that come on come on let's have some expectation now well i i anoint you this morning 
No. And, <laughs> I don't want that anointing. <laughs> um, all right, why don't you put a hand on your heart and then stretch your hand out to this bloke here. Dad, we thank you for this morning. Yeah. We thank you for this minister, this servant of your good news. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, you empower him to operate in the full capacity that you've placed and called upon his life. Holy Spirit, yeah. we thank you. You join with him yes. to bring a word this morning that will impact us and impart life you, into Jesus. not only this local church, but into our community broadly. We bless him and we prepare our hearts this morning for what it is you're yeah. willing to say. And anyone who agreed said, Amen. Amen. All right, Amen. take your seats. Come on, right. Hit it, Thank mate. you. Thank you, Chad. I just would like to start off by hammering the point that God credited Abraham with righteousness. That's my little offering to your wonderful speech. <laughs> so it's great to be back with you guys ministering again. Um, obviously, I didn't do anything wrong the first time, so uh, I'm, I'm allowed to come back. Otherwise, uh, last time was the first strike, and I've got two more strikes, so... Hopefully you can at least hear me two more times before I strike out. <laughs> no, no, hopefully uh, it won't be a strike out today, but uh, a spike. A spike, amen, that's it. Well, here's my spike. I'll do my best to spike the ball. <laughs> so we are, we're continuing um, the series Set for Success, and today I'm going to be speaking about a mission. And the title of my message is, We're All on a Mission from God. We are all on a mission from God. How many believe that? Yeah. Amen. And uh, that was only a few of you. How many believe we're all on a mission from God? We have a divine calling and destiny from God to fulfill. Amen. So Rick Warren, a few years back, he wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. And uh, millions and millions of copies sold worldwide. In fact, it's one of the best-selling books of all time. There were many unsaved people buying this book, The Purpose Driven Life, even attending small group classes where they worked through the book because the book answers probably the biggest question that every human being is asking. What is my purpose? Because we all know that we call to something that is bigger than just ourself and our bubble. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 that God has put eternity in our hearts. We all innately and instinctively know that God has called us to something far greater, something much bigger than just ourself and our life and our little world. He's put eternity, He's put a destiny in us, and we all need to live life with a sense of purpose. Amen? And when we lose purpose, when you lose your sense of purpose and mission and calling and destiny, it's very easy to, to get depressed, to get oppressed, to get unimpressed with life. Amen? And, it's, and we're not called to go through life aimless and just wandering about and just eating food and taking up space and passing food through our body and just growing old and just trying to accumulate as many things as we can in this life for no real purpose or reason. We're not called to wander through life aimlessly. How many of you realize we're called to have divine purpose, to partner with heaven, to see heaven coming to earth, to see the kingdom of God coming to earth? Amen? And if you want to be set up for success, if we want to be set up for success in life, then we need to know what our purpose is and how to do it. Amen? If we want to be set up for success in life, we need to know what our purpose is and we need to know how to do it. And uh, you are going to be so happy that you came this morning because I can set you up for success right now because I know what your purpose is. I know what your mission is. And this morning I'm going to tell you. Amen? How many want to hear that? How many want to know that? Put up your hands if you want to know your mission. I'm sure you already know. <laughs> A lot of you do and already are living in it and walking in it. But there might be some of you here today and certainly some that listen to this message that are asking that question, what is my mission? What is my purpose in life? And so we're going to look at that today. So, you know, we, our mission in life, our purpose doesn't just come from, you know, sucking it out of our thumb. Doesn't just come from, doesn't come from the internet. 
doesn't come from good ideas and stuff. Where does it come from? It comes from God. Okay, in Him we live and move and have our being. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and He created us for destiny and for purpose. We don't just go through life hoping that we're going to stumble on our purpose and come into it by chance. No, God has given us purpose and destiny in this world. He's created each one of us unique, and He's designed us to walk in His callings. Uh, Amen? And so Jesus has given us our mission. He's revealed it in His Word. And the Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. God is light. By by very nature, God is revealing. You know, God is not actually trying to hide your mission and your purpose. He actually wants to reveal it. He's very revealing in nature. And His purpose is very clear. He's revealed it to us in His Word. And how many of you know where it is? Between Genesis 1 and Revelation 22. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18 to 20. Uh, I'm going to read it in the ESV version. ESV version. If you don't have a Bible, then you can just read on the screen. This is... Jesus And Jesus came and said to them, speaking to his disciples, and uh, we're, we're Christ's disciples, amen. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. In fact, you can just stop right there. I love that verse. I mean, how many of you have, how many of you have got a revelation of that verse? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's what Jesus said. That means, guess who doesn't have any authority? The devil doesn't have authority. He pretends, <laughs> pretends to have authority, just sows lies. And if you believe his lies, then he can bring influence in your life. But if you don't believe his lies and you believe the truth that all authority has been given to Jesus, then you can walk in that divine authority. Amen. I believe Jesus has all authority, not just in heaven, but on earth, in heaven and earth. We are seated in the one who has all authority. That means you sit in all authority. He's been seated high above all principalities and powers in every name that can be given. And guess where we're seated? In the same place, with Him in those heavenly places where all things are under His feet. We can go through this life not being afraid of the devil. Ooh, He's got so much authority. No, He doesn't. He's got no authority because Jesus has all the authority and I am in Christ. And therefore, we can walk around and exercise our authority. We can walk in that dominion and we can speak to storms and command storms to be still. Amen? All right. That was a bonus. Let's go to the next verse. I think it's verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Did did you see your mission in there? What is our mission? How many of you know that this verse is uh, often called the Great Commission? The Great Co-Mission. Our mission from Jesus is to disciple the nations. That's it. It's to disciple the nations. That's our mission. And, and it's not just a mission, a solo mission. It's a co-mission that we get to partner with Jesus. We get to partner with heaven, not only just with Jesus and heaven, but with one another, with the church. We get to partner together in this co-mission to disciple the nations of the world. You and I have a mission from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to disciple the nations. That's it. That's it. No other mystery. We can just go home right now. <laughs> How many of you want to go home right now? No, I have a few other things to say. So, um, that is awesome. That is our divine, heavenly calling from God. Jesus has all authority. Therefore, you and I, let's go and disciple the nations because we're in the one who has all authority. And we can see that authority, that kingdom, Christ, the king of the kingdom. And where he goes, he brings his dominion. And he's empowered us with authority to go and bring dominion, his kingdom dominion throughout the earth and to disciple the nations and to bring them into the culture of the kingdom of heaven. 
Amen? And so, I want to talk about how to disciple the nations and how you can play your part in discipling the nations. Does that sound good? Three, three things involved in discipling the nations. Three, amen. <laughs> Mission. Hey, no, I'm not as good as Chad. I couldn't get them to start with the same letter. I'm sure while I'm preaching, you could come up with the P's. It's got to be P's, right? The first one, the first way to disciple the nations is to plant churches. Plant and establish churches. If we want to disciple the nations, we need to be a part of the church that is planting churches in every town, in every city of every nation. Every town, every village, every city of every nation. Powerful, New Testament, supernatural churches that are full of the dominion and the power of Jesus Christ. Amen? The church, the church, a local church, every local church is an embassy of heaven. Do you know what an embassy is? A consulate? It's a consulate. It's a representation of heaven. The consulate. You know, the Australian consulate over in, you know, wherever, the Philippines? That that Australian consulate um, is governed by the culture of Australia, by the laws of Australia. It's got Australian people there, Australian ambassador. You know, uh, uh, embassies... Local churches are God's embassies that show planet Earth what heaven looks like when it comes to a community of people. Wow. Come on, man. Embassies are divine, local churches are God's divine embassies here on Earth that show planet Earth what heaven looks like when it comes to a community of people. Amen? And, it, and embassies are filled with ambassadors. You and I, we're all ambassadors of Christ. We're all representatives of Christ, not just Chad and Jay, but every single one of us in this room are called to be ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors represent the country they're from. We're citizens of heaven, ambassadors of Christ. We come to planet Earth to bring heaven to Earth wherever we go. And can you imagine local churches in every town, village of every nation that are filled with, with ambassadors of Christ that are full of the authority and the power of God that reach into their communities and show that community what it looks like when heaven comes to earth. Amen? All of us have been given influence, have influence to reach into the community and bring heaven to earth. The second way to disciple the nations is to train believers. Where are we? Yeah, can, can just keep it on the previous slide. Um, the second way is, uh, so firstly, we want to see churches being planted, not just planted, but established. Strong local churches in every town, city of every nation being established. Um, and secondly, the way we're going to disciple nations is to train believers. We're the believers in the church. We're not just pew warmers, amen, but we're being trained in the ways of the kingdom. We are growing in our maturity and our authority and our skill. Amen? Each believer has been trained in becoming more mature, growing in more authority, and even growing in more skill in the Word of God, in our knowledge of the Word of God, uh, in our relationship with God, and in our ministry in serving Christ and His body. So that's one of the ways that we're going to disciple the nations, planting churches and training believers so all of us in the church growing in maturity authority and skill in the word of god in our relationship with god and ministering to the body of christ Um, ephesians chapter 4 verse 16 uh, from the new living translation uh, i'll just read it to you it says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly i like the nlt the way it says it he makes jesus he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So we're not just called to be pure warmers, but each one of us is called to be a, a vital part of the body. Amen. And to be a part of the body is about giving and receiving. Amen. The eye, the eye, it, it, it gives sight to the body, but it receives blood, oxygen, it receives a, a place, you know, an eye socket and eyelids <laughs> to make it work. 
And so the, body, the eye cannot function without the rest of the body, but the body needs the eye as well in order to see. And so God has arranged the parts the way he wants. And God has put you guys in this church with your particular gifting and your package. And he's put you here with divine purpose, not to just come in, be just an individual eye, but to be integrated into the life of this church, into the, this body, to become a part of this body so that you can give your gift and also you can receive from the body. Amen? It's about giving and receiving. That's why I don't believe in just isolated Christianity. It's just me and Jesus. No such thing. God puts us. He puts all the parts where he wants them. He arranges the body. And together as the body is joined together, we have to be joined together with one another. Amen? And growing, being trained being, being trained how to use our gift, growing and developing in our giftings and our skills, whilst also training and equipping each other to develop in their, grow, in their gifting and their skills. That's when the body will grow up, become mature, and into the full stature of Christ and, and exercise the dominion of Christ and impact this world. Amen? Wow. Amen. Uh, thirdly, the way that we're going to disciple the nations is to reach the lost. So firstly, we need... Powerful local churches in every town, city, and, and of every nation. And, and those believers in those local churches are being trained and equipped in the Word of God, in their relationship with God, and in their ministry in the body of Christ. And then thirdly, so that they can reach the lost. So we can reach the lost. Amen? Because church isn't just a therapy, therapy club that we come to every week just to like get our wounds healed because the week was so difficult it was so tough. We need to come to church and get band-aids and just get fixed up by God because, no, 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 we are ambassadors of heaven that walk in divine authority and wherever we go, the devil better get under our feet. Amen? I'm not going through the week just trying to make it to Sunday so I get my, my therapy at church. No, I'm walking through the, the week as a divine son of God full of the glory and the power of God and my dominion and authority in Christ. And everywhere I go, the, better, the devil better be running and fleeing and being scared. And yes, I might walk through some difficult times, but his grace is enough. I stand in the gospel. I stand in my authority in Christ. And when I get to church, I don't come limping in. I come running in. I come praising. I come ready to bless other people and to build other people up. Amen. Imagine if we all come to church like that every week. Amen. We're not just here, just passing time and then going to go to heaven. No, we are here on a divine mission from heaven, a divine calling from God to be the church, to be a mighty, powerful church here in Victor Harbor. And this is already an awesome church, already making a great impact in the city. But I believe God has got so much more. Amen for this church. And I believe maybe our sights are too low and we need to lift them up. We need to see heaven and see what God wants to do through this church. I believe God wants to reach all of Victor Harbor. And all of Gore and Middleton, Port Elliot, and all the other towns around here. God wants to see this city saved, coming into the kingdom. I mean, that's why we're here. We're not here just to save up some money and to hoard money and to buy lots of TVs and cars and live just for the footy on the weekends. All those things are wonderful and great, but we have something greater than that, a divine, heavenly calling and mission from Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is why we're being trained. That is why Chad stands up as, as, as a world-class teacher. Honestly, you're blessed and lucky to have him. God has blessed this church. He's blessed this town with a great gift in Chad and many others in this church that stand up here that train and equip us. And that's why we take notes. That's why we go home and we meditate on the Word of God. That's why we get involved in different home groups you know, to study the Word and to grow and, and get involved in Bible studies and all of that because we're getting trained and equipped so that we can go out and reach the lost. Bring them into this place and see them getting saved, become a part of the body, see them being trained and equipped so that they can go out and reach the lost. Amen? Amen. To see, we want to reach the lost, to see them saved and added to the local church. One of the ways to, to disciple the nations, we need to see people being saved and added to the local church. And each of us has been trained within our spheres. We've all got a sphere. That, that's why it's awesome. God uses, you know, you, you, you've, you've got a job. We've all got different jobs, but, but that's not your ministry. Your job is not your ministry. 
Your job is your sphere of influence. God has given you a ministry, and that's to disciple the nations. And every one of you in this room is a full-time minister of God. Wow. There's no distinction between, oh, a full-time minister, and we just like, you know, we just work and, and, and come to church. No, no, we're all full-time in the ministry. Amen? Wow. Every single one of us are full-time ministers of God. And your sphere might be to be a doctor, a mechanic, a teacher, a nurse, a student, a farmer, a builder. That, that's that's, that's the, the job and the sphere that God has given you so that you can fulfill your full-time mission in reaching into those spheres. Chad's not going to reach into all those spheres. That's why God's put you guys in the body so that you can reach into those spheres. Amen? Wow. Amen. Imagine powerful local churches in every town, city of every nation that are full of ambassadors of God, that have been trained and equipped in the kingdom, wow. that are going out, reaching out around that church, into the communities, reaching into the medical world and the building world, the, the entertainment world, the media world, all the different spheres, ambassadors of Christ, full of the power of God, full of the authority of Jesus, reaching into those spheres and seeing those people being saved and added to the church, that church growing and being established and planting other churches that are doing the same thing, growing. That's how we're going to disciple the nations. Amen. So the next question is, the next question is, how do you fulfill your part in this divine mission? How do I fulfill my part in this divine mission? I've got three answers to that, and it's very simple. You guys doing all right? Is this stirring you a little bit? I hope that I'm stirring you a little bit. Amen. See, we get one shot at this life, and I don't want to go through life living just a trivial life. Just living for the weekend, just living for the footy, you know, just, just living to save up so I can buy my house. I, I, I want God to press eternity into my conscience every day of my life. I want eternity to be pressing into my life so that I, I, I live with a sense of urgency that I don't want to waste this time and this opportunity on earth because there's the lost. The lost are out there. God didn't leave us on earth to see how much sin we could overcome. Wow, come on. That's what a lot of the church believes. You know, it's, it's all, every week it's just holiness, holy, holy, holy. You've got to be holy, holy, holy. It's all about holiness. As, as though God left us on earth to see how much sin we could overcome. God did not leave us on earth to see how much sin we could overcome. We should be overcoming sin. Amen? Amen? We should be resisting and overcoming sin. But that is not our mission and our calling in life. God didn't leave us on earth to see how much sin we could overcome. He left us on earth to see how much of heaven He could bring to earth through our life. And that's how I want to live my life. I am here as an ambassador of Christ on planet earth, not here to take up space and waste time, but I'm here to bring heaven to earth, to the community of people that are around me, to my sphere of influence, whether that's my family, whether that's my neighbors, whether that's my work colleagues, whether that's my social spheres and networks. God has put me in that place, in those places as an ambassador of Christ to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ and rescue them out of darkness, see them come into the kingdom of light, become a part of a powerful local church that is growing and is being trained and is continually reaching out to the lost. That's what God has called us here to do. And if we have a nice house and a nice car and a few TVs, then fantastic, wonderful. But those are very, very, very small things compared to the divine calling and mission we're on from God. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a a shout. That's truth. How do we play our part? Well, play your part in one, establishing and building local churches. Just, we just play our part in establishing the local church. You guys are already doing a fantastic job, let me just say, by the way. But you get to play your part in this local church, Bayside Church. Wonderful church. This is the best church in the world. That's what you should believe. Amen. I believe everyone in the local church should believe their church is the best church in the world and they are so blessed to be a part of it. You get to play your part in seeing this church being established as a powerful church in this community. How do you you play your part? With your time, your talents, and your treasures. By giving. By giving of your time, by giving of your talents, and by giving of your treasures. Amen? Amen. How do you share in the vision of a church? How do you share in the vision? 
by giving your time, your talents, and your treasures. In doing that, you are beginning to carry the vision. You're beginning to carry the, the weight, the burden of the local church. It's, not, you know, it's great for people just to come in, be a little bit blessed, and go out. But God has called us to be connected in the body, to get involved, amen, to become a vital part of the body. And you can't do that without giving something. It says, as each part gives their supply. You have to give your supply. And what do you supply? Your time, your talents, and your treasures. Now, some of you might not have a lot of time because you're busy making lots of money for the kingdom. Amen? And so you can give. You might not be able to give time and, and lots of talents and stuff, but you've made, God has put you on earth to make money. Some of you have got a calling from God to, to build businesses and make money. And you can, you can give that into the local church. And, then, but, and, and sometimes we feel guilty. Oh, I should be doing more at church. But actually, giving, it, it costs money to do church, amen, and to do it well. And so each of us can actually give financially into the local church. You might not have a lot of money and then feel guilty about that. Don't feel guilty about that. Maybe God hasn't called you to make lots of money, but he's given you lots of time. You've got time. You have a time available to invest into your local church. I want to say, give, give your time. What talents do you have? God's giving you those talents for a reason. Amen? Not, you didn't just get those talents just by some random chance. God gave you unique giftings and talents and different graces in your life, not just to be fulfilled on trivial things, but to fulfill the kingdom, to build the kingdom. Amen? Some of you have got administration gifts. I definitely don't have that gift. I hate I hate administration or accounting, doing the books. Some people, they just, they get such a buzz out of administrating. How many of you love administrating? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm always so like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, we see those hands. We see those hands. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, the, 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 I am blessed... I've been in Hong Kong for 12 years, and then Kyle and I, we came into this church, and uh, I've been blessed by what I've seen in this church, to be honest. Very, very blessed. Um, I, I, I don't see politics in this church. Praise God for that. Because <laughs> many churches have got very, are very political, got lots of politics. I see, actually just see people on, I see a lot of honor here. I see a lot of friendships. I, I don't see backbiting and devouring and competing. I just see a lot of secure people that are friendly, that are honoring. Um, I see a lot of people serving. It's not just Chad and Jay like breaking their backs, trying to do everything. But the, the, the team is broad. The, the, the team has been broadened. And there's many people that are like serving in lots of different areas, carrying the weight, the burden, the vision of this church. Um, I mean, this building is incredible. It's spectacular. It didn't happen by accident. <laughs> I know the cost of, of getting church buildings. We've done it in, in Hong Kong before. And uh, it, it costs a lot. Of just, not just money, but time and effort and people and, and coordinating teams. And you guys are doing a fantastic job in this. And so you guys, you should all give yourself a pat on the back. You, you, are, you are investing your time, your talents, and your treasures into this local house. And... Uh, and I want to just say, if, if, if perhaps if you're not, then let me just encourage and exhort you to get involved. To get involved. Without guilt, I, I hate, there should be no, the new covenant is not about guilt manipulation. Amen? Yeah. We're not compelled by guilt in the new covenant. If you're being compelled by guilt, stop. Amen? <laughs> if you're giving your money because of guilt, stop. Well, I won't say that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Chad, you can, you can mop up the mess after. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the, new, the new covenant, we're compelled by love. Amen. We're compelled by faith. We're compelled by an eternal hope. We're compelled by our new nature. We're compelled by the Spirit of God on the inside of us, compelling us to do the things of God. So to get involved, it's not about guilt. Oh, I haven't done enough. I should be doing No, forget that stuff. No, ask God, what, what gifts, talents have you given me? And what areas can I get involved? And God, I, I have faith. I believe in the local church. I believe in the body of Christ, the local church. And I, I believe, God, you've given me giftings and talents. And so I want to give them and to serve with them. Um, you know, we serve out of faith, love, 
and hope. So from that motivation, ask yourself, wow, where, what areas could I get involved in? What is my gifting? Is it administration? Is it music? Is it worship? You know, is it leading? Is it teaching, teaching kids? Is it cleaning bathrooms, toilets? <laughs> we got a cleaner for that? Oh, awesome. See, someone responded. All right, so that's how you get in. Play your, yeah. <laughs> I do enough of that at home, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will move on quickly from that. <laughs> Guys doing all right? How long have I been preaching for you? All right, we're nearly finished. Okay, so play your part in establishing this local church. Uh, secondly, play your part in being trained and training others. That's how you can play your part. This is how you can step into your mission and your purpose and your calling from God is by playing your part in being trained and also training others. So you're not just here to be trained, but you're also here to train others. Amen? God is, otherwise, who's going to train the others? No, God's called all of us to get equipped and to equip others. Amen? And so in order to do that, you have to get involved. Um, all right. Thirdly, how do you play your part um, by playing... How do you fulfill your divine mission? By playing your part in seeing people saved and added. And uh, we'll finish, we'll finish th with this one. By seeing people saved and added. Um, if you don't have a heart for the lost, get one. Amen. If you don't have a heart for the lost, maybe you don't have a heart. <laughs> Hear that with love, faith, eternal hope in the spirit. No guilt, but uh, just get a heart. Amen. <laughs> We're not after numbers. We're not after numbers. Why not? should be after numbers. God is after numbers. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. For God so loved the whole world. That's a big number. That's a lot of people. Throughout all time, and all of time, God sent his son for all of the world. In the New Testament, you just see, and God added to their number daily that were being saved. And God multiplied their number. It actually is all about numbers. If, if we just want to be a part of a small church, a small community of a therapy club, and like a Lions club, and we just want to have a nice little club where we come. I'm telling you, something is selfish in our heart. And we need to lift up our eyes and see eternity and see that we've got this one opportunity on earth to reach planet earth with the gospel. There are people that are lost in this community that need to hear the gospel. They might be fighting God and resisting God, but we are here, you know, taking part in spiritual warfare to rescue people from eternal darkness. Amen? And that's a fight. That's a fight. We're in a fight. We're fighting for the souls of men, for the souls of men and women. And we are called to reach the lost. We might not be that good at it, but I promise you now, together, we are much better at it than just on our own. Wow. Amen? As a team, we're going to be very effective in reaching the lost. And actually, the best way of reaching the lost, statistically, the most successful way that a church grows by reaching the lost is... It's not through door knocking. It's not through pamphlets. It's not through different little on-the-street kind of ministries. Those are all great and wonderful. But the most effective way that the church grows through the lost being saved and added is by members of the church bringing their friends and their family. That, that's, that's, the way that, that's the most effective way the church grows when it's just you and I, not just the person next to you, but me, myself, and I, and responsible for bringing my family, my friends, my work colleagues, my social spheres. When we all bring people to church and they come and they sit under the Word of God, they hear the Word of God, they get in the atmosphere, they meet the church, and they get saved, it's much easier for them to get added to the church. And so the most effective, the most effective strategy, you can, you, see, you should put your time and energy into the most effective strategy, amen? There's no point us putting 100% of effort into a 2% strategy that only yields 2% success. If we put 100% into a strategy that yields 75% success, we're going to see a lot more success. And the, the reality is if all of us brought one person to church every week and they got saved and then they brought someone the next week that got saved, we would double every week. We'd literally double every week. And if every church in the world was doing that, we would reach the, the, the world would be reached very quickly. Amen. And we can't, we can't 
be responsible for what all the other churches are doing, but we can be responsible for what we're doing. Amen? And so here's, so here's my challenge, my encouragement, is that every time we walk out those doors on Sunday, we should be thinking, who am I going to bring here next week? Who am I going to invite? Let me put a little bit of pressure on myself so that I don't just get caught up in my world. My, my world, me. No, let me put a bit of pressure. Let me, let me allow God to put some holy pressure on me to get me to step out of my bubble and think, how am I going to reach my family? How am I going to reach my work colleagues? How am I going to reach my neighbors? Amen? And we walk out of here and we, 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 we're thinking, we're praying, God, who can I reach? This week, I want to I speak to someone about Jesus. This week, I want to invite someone to church. See, you might not be very good at sharing your faith, but you might be better at actually just inviting someone, getting them to church. There's others that are really good at sharing their faith, but not that good at inviting them. <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm actually not that good one-on-one sharing my faith, but I can stand up and preach and see people getting saved through the gospel. But there's some of you that are excellent at sharing your faith one-on-one or just, or just bringing the lost. So we've got Christmas coming up soon. Perfect opportunity for us to think about, okay, let's think about could be one person, could be five people. Write down, make a list. Five people you want to see come to church on Christmas Day. And then, you know, it's good to write a list and then actually pray for that list. We used to do this in Coastlands many years ago. And in fact, um, it was called Everyone a Bringer. It's just a bringing culture. Everyone is a bringer. And uh, in the home groups, the home group leader would go around and he would ask each person, okay, who are you bringing to church this Sunday? <laughs> who are you bringing to church this Sunday? And he'd write, write, they'd write it down. Who are you bringing to church? Uh, and, and it was pressure. It was a little bit of pressure, but you know what? It was that good pressure. It's good to be under some pressure. It's amazing what comes out when you get put under pressure. Diamonds are created under pressure. We don't want to live our life just safe and, oh, I don't want any pressure. That, that's for weak people, amen? Strong people, ambassadors of Christ, they can handle pressure and the good pressure. And so every week, the home group leader would fax, because this is back in the day of faxing, he would fax a list of 20, 30, 40 people to, to one of the, the coordinating elders. And so we had like 40 home groups or so. So every week, there was, like, there was about three to 400 names of people that potentially were going to be there on Sunday. And that coordinating elder, he would take that and he would fax it to my dad, who was leading the church at the time. And so my dad, he would get a list of about three to 400 names of people that were potentially going to be there on Sunday. And guess what we did at prayer meeting? We prayed for those names. Guess what we did in the home groups? We prayed for those names. Guess what people did individually in their prayer life? They prayed for those names. Guess what my dad was doing when he was preparing for Sunday? He was praying for those names. And every week we saw uh, at least 40 to 50 visitors coming to church, sometimes 100. And, and of those, every week we saw two, three, four, five, ten people being saved. One week, I think we saw 49 people coming down the front to, to receive Jesus. And every week, we were seeing people saved and baptized and added to the church. And it was awesome. It was awesome. Praise God. Yeah. And so, even if we all tried that every week, even if 100% tried to bring someone here, imagine if only 10% of us succeeded. That'd be like at least 10, 12, 13 and a half people. No. <laughs> be like 12 visitors here every week. Imagine that. Imagine if we only succeeded in like 10% of that, getting one or two people saved every week. Imagine we saw one or two, three people saved here every week. 50 weeks in a year. How many people is that? 50, 100, 150 people. This church would be doubling every year, growing every year. Oh, it's not about numbers. Oh, no, it is. It really is because souls, numbers represent souls. We're not into numbers for ego's sake because we're trying to build our kingdom. We're into numbers because we want to see the lost being saved, coming back into the Father's house. Amen? That's why we're after numbers. And we want to see people being saved and added to this church. And you know what? It's hard if Chad's just trying to do it by himself. But if all of us together as a team are doing it, I'm telling you, it's going to be very easy. Amen? Amen? Well, I think that's about, that's about it. Um, yeah, that, that's it. So, but I actually, right now, and unless you want to say anything, but um, I don't know about you, but I just I want to take another step further into my 
purpose and my mission in, in God. How many of you would like to take just, a, just one step further into your mission in God? To wow. disciple the nations. To be a part of establishing this local church. To be someone that is being continually trained and looking to help train others. And uh, someone that carries the, 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 the weight and the burden to see the lost being saved. Simply by reaching out to our spheres and, and inviting them to bring them in here to see them getting saved. It's actually, it's actually easy. It's almost like little bite-sized pieces. That's not hard. That's not impossible for us to do. How many of you think that that's impossible? I don't think it's impossible. I think it's quite simple and easy for us to do. Wow. And uh, we're here. We're here to see heaven coming to earth. And I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss my opportunity. I want to be a good, faithful steward of my time. I love my family. I love my kids. I love playing. I love having fun. I love all of that stuff. We've got to have that in our life. Absolutely have to have that in our life. But there is something bigger and eternal that we're called to, that we're a part of, that we are co in a co-mission with Christ, together with the church. Something that is big and eternal, and that is to see heaven coming to earth to see the lost coming into the kingdom and being, a part, coming, being added to the church. And so perhaps today, you, as I've been speaking, you become aware that that's not what you're running after. You, you, you don't feel gripped with a sense of calling and destiny and mission and purpose. But something in your heart saying, actually, God, no, I, that's what I want. And perhaps some of you are saying, no, I am doing that. But something in your heart saying, I just, I, just want to, I just want to take another step even further towards that. I want to step into my purpose and my mission here on earth. And uh, if, if that is you, if you are wanting to take a, just, just a step further into the mission of God, purpose of God, then won't you stand to your feet right now? Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence right now. We welcome the atmosphere of heaven. Jesus, the King of kings, who has all dominion, who has all power, has all authority. You are our Lord. You are our King. And we thank you that you have made us part of this divine mission, this heavenly purpose and calling. Thank you that we're not called to just a wasted life and just an aimless life, but we've been called to divine purpose. You haven't left us as orphans. You haven't left us just on our own, but you've sent your Holy Spirit. John said, Jesus, when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And just before Jesus went to heaven, he said, wait in Jerusalem, for there you will receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power to be a witness in all the earth. And so I believe when I was praying for this time, I just, I just sensed the Holy Spirit wants to come in fresh impartation of fire and fresh anointing to help us to fulfill the mission of God, to help us to fulfill this divine purpose. There is a fresh touch and impartation of the Holy Spirit here this morning. You know, we're not just on our own trying to fulfill calling and purpose, but we have the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, without Him, we can't do it. It's impossible. With Him, we can do it. Nothing is impossible. God is with us. Heaven is with us. He sent us out as citizens from heaven, as ambassadors from heaven. He sent us out on assignment with authority, empowered with the authority of heaven, and sealed with the Holy Spirit, equipped, anointed with the Holy Spirit. And so we need the Holy Spirit to fulfill this calling, to fulfill this mission. And the wonderful thing is, He is right here. <laughs> He's with us. He'll never leave us. Every day, he fills us, He strengthens us, He leads us, He equips us. 
We are in divine partnership with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> with one another, with the, with the church, Spirit-filled church. And so Holy Spirit, we just pray. If, if you're wanting to receive just a fresh touch this morning, we're nearly finished. We're not going to go on for too much longer, but we're nearly finished. If you're wanting to receive a fresh touch from the Holy Spirit, why don't you just lift your hands? Just get ready to receive. Just feel as wind is beginning to blow across this room. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We need you. We can't do this without you. Lord, we thank you for some just some bite-sized pieces this morning of what we can do. Thank you for that, Lord. But at the end of the day, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, Holy Spirit. Fresh touch. Just receive right now. Just receive the wind, the oil. Hmm. Jesus said that you know, nobody knows where the wind comes from or where it goes. So, is, so are they who are born of the Spirit. They are led by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit, like the wind blowing wherever it pleases. God leads us wherever He pleases. He takes us where He wants to take us. Yes, it's good to get trained and equipped to get knowledge. But at the end of the day, we also need the Holy Spirit to take us and to take all that knowledge and to blow us where He wants us to go, to lead us where He wants us to go, to minister the way He wants us to minister. So that when we speak to people, we're not speaking out of our brain. We're speaking out of our spirit. We're speaking out of the Holy Spirit. Spirit words that are anointed. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach. We receive fresh impartation right now from the Holy Spirit, fire of God, the fire of God. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn in our spirits. Right now, you can just feel He's increasing. There's an increase of the fire of God right now. We release supernatural fire. Heaven's fire. Let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn in Jesus' name. Just yield. Just yield to the Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We can't do it without Him. We must have Him. Jesus said you must be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you must. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't try to do anything without Him. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Because when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power to be my witness, to do. Power to do. Just breathe. Just breathe heaven's atmosphere. He's just shifting and He's changing the atmosphere to heaven. You know, we need, we need to spend time in heaven's atmosphere so that we can carry heaven's atmosphere. As ambassadors, we carry heaven's atmosphere into our world to change the culture of the world to heaven's culture, the kingdom culture. We want the kingdom culture. The answer is not in changing laws, it's in changing hearts. The answer is in changing culture. You can change laws, but it won't change culture. When you change culture, it'll change laws. So we want to see kingdom culture. We want to live in the atmosphere of heaven so that we carry heaven's culture and atmosphere so that everywhere we go, whenever we speak, wherever our presence is, there's just, we're just wrapped in heaven's atmosphere and heaven's culture. We release it to our friends, to our family. We don't have to argue and debate. We just have to release love, <laughs> release heaven, release the Spirit to them. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Come, King of kings, glorious Savior, mighty creator of the heavens and earth. All things are under your feet. You've been given all authority in heaven and earth. It is our absolute joy and delight to surrender to you, to bow the knee, to bow the knee.
to bow the knee. Lord, we step forward into our calling and our purpose and our destiny. We take a step this morning and another step and another step. And as we walk out of here this morning, Lord, we, we walk out into more of our destiny. And as we drive home, as we go to lunch, and as we talk to our family and our friend, Lord, we just step further into destiny and mission and calling from God. As we come back here next week, we thank you for heaven's strength carrying us through the, through the week, for heaven's atmosphere carrying us through the week, that we arrive back here full of heaven, full of your strength. And together with the body, we are growing up, growing up stronger, releasing, releasing your life to one another. Thank you for establishing this local church. Thank you for raising her up in profile in Victor Harbor. Lord, we thank you for greater influence and impact and reach in this town and in the towns surrounding. In Jesus' name, we lift up our eyes to see the bigger things that you're wanting to do. And what has happened and what is happening now is wonderful. And we celebrate it and we thank you for it. But we thank you, God. You've got even more for us. Greater things are yet to come. Bigger vision, bigger impact, bigger reach. Jesus' name, reaching the spheres of the community around town. Lord, we pray for a shifting in the culture around Victor Harbor. Shifting, let more of the kingdom culture, heaven's culture come to this city. That we see heaven's prosperity coming into businesses, to workers. We see heaven's blessing and prosperity in terms of health. We declare and release heaven's health over the city. There's no sickness in heaven. There's pure divine health and healing in heaven. God, we want to see a greater increase of the kingdom of God coming to Victor Harbor and the surrounding cities. We thank you. We will see it in, in terms of health, people getting healed, sickness just going. Less, less darkness, less depression, less heaviness in the city. We speak more of the life of God, the joy of God. The purpose of God being released in our town, our city. Let heaven come through us. We thank you, Father, that you have chosen us for such a time as this. That you have put us here not by accident, not by chance, but by destiny and calling, and mission and purpose. Lord, we take a hold of that. We grab a hold of it now. Both hands with all of our hearts. We take a hold of it and we say, yes, God. We, say, we simply say, yes, Jesus. Yes, yes, Jesus. Here am I. Use me. Thank you. I get to be a part of it. Get to be a part of the most important thing that is happening on planet Earth, the church. Yes, Jesus. Yes, I will get involved. I will take part. I will play my part. I will not miss my opportunity. I step forward. I step up. I say, yes, Jesus. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for calling us, Lord. <laughs> right now, I also just feel an activation of giftings. Giftings and anointings. Talents being activated. Being anointed by the Holy Spirit. And if that is you and you just want him to touch and anoint giftings and talents in your life, yes, you have to train and get skilled and develop and all of that, but you want the Holy Spirit activating and anointing your gifting and talent and the grace gifting activating it so that it can take it to a whole nother level, a supernatural level. That is you say, yes, Jesus, I receive. I want that. Holy Spirit, activate. Activate right now. Right now. Anoint. Activate giftings, talents, grace giftings, callings, seeds that have perhaps been laying dormant. We just speak a, a life and activating and bursting forth, coming to life and growing and producing fruit. Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, mighty name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I don't think there was any mistake at the start of our meeting when God was talking about lifting our eyes. 
Pay had that vision of God working behind the scenes in our community, not ministering to Christians, but ministering to those who do not yet know him. Yeah. And I've just been reminded of an instance where Jesus in the flesh said to his disciples, lift your eyes. And it's the chapter after the one that Ryan just quoted, John chapter 4, said, lift your eyes and see that the fields are ready yeah. to be harvested. And as he said, lift your eyes, what was happening was a whole town full of people were coming to meet Jesus at a watering hole, a public watering hole. And the reason that they were coming to meet him there was because a woman who had met Jesus had gone and said to them, I don't know that much about him. I can't really say all the right words, but I know he's the real deal. And I think you should come and check him out for yourself. Yeah. So... Let's go to that public watering hole to give you an opportunity to check him out. She was Australian, so that's exactly how she spoke. I promise you. It's a Sumerian woman. It's a woman whose name is never recorded, but is eternally recorded in heaven. And all she said was, come check him out for yourself. There's a public watering hole where everyone is welcome. And Jesus is there. He's done something for me. I believe he can do something for you. Don't leave this place saying, I'm not a Reinhard Bonnke, I'm not a Todd White, I'm not a Charles Finney or whoever your favourite evangelist is. You can be the unnamed woman that says, just check him out for yourself and come to the pub on the corner in Commerce Crescent where Jesus meets people in a public watering hole and all this results in praise to God. Amen. Why don't you give God a big thank you and a shout for today. Let's leave praising Him because this is all for the praise of His name. This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.